Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So if you're a stepmom and you're on Facebook, chances are you are familiar with today's guest. Today I am chatting with Kristen Skiles. She is the founder of Stepmomming, an online platform for stepmoms who are looking for tools and inspiration and tips and strategies to help them navigate this ever so complicated role. Kristen is a second wife. She is a stepmom. And once upon a time, she was actually business partners and best friends with her husband's ex. So she has a very unique perspective to offer stepmoms. In this episode, we talk about the stigma that comes with being a stepmom, what we find most difficult, the lessons we've learned, and the importance of staying in your lane, which is something that we've both struggled with at some point or another. Now, if you're a stepmom and you are listening to this episode, we are going to ask you to do us a favor. If you could take a screenshot of this episode and share it out on your social media, taking both stepmomming and Jamie Scrimger, we would be forever grateful. Not only do we want to know who's listening so we can thank you and say hi, we are both on a mission to debunk the stigma that comes with being a stepmom. And by sharing this episode and tagging us, you're helping us do just that. All right, let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life, while bringing you along as I create my own. Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I, you know what, we have been doing this together pretty much. How long have you been doing stepmomming? Uh, so I've been with stepmomming for two years, but then a year before that was when we were Candy Apple Mama. So about three years. Yeah. So we have been blogging together in this online stepmom space uh, for the last yeah few years now. And it's been so exciting to watch your platform grow. And before we dive in, what I really want to do is I need your elevator pitch. I want to hear all about you and your family and what inspired you to start stepmomming because, you know, it's definitely branched into such a phenomenal platform for stepmoms. Thank you. So it's really a funny story for how it started. Um, so I didn't actually start the blog. The blog was started by my stepdaughter's mom. And the timing was right in the thick of our custody battle. So we, my husband and I were blindsided by her request for modification. And like almost simultaneously, she started blogging, but it wasn't about co-parenting. It wasn't about stepmoms. It was just, it was just a coincidence on the timing. And so naturally we didn't have a lot of like trust or respect just because of all of that. So our relationship wasn't very good, but then they settled outside of court. They came up with an agreement that they both really liked. And a couple months later, our relationship was cordial, maybe friendly. And she was texting me about her blog and how she wanted to get it off the ground. And she just didn't know where to start. And I did not know blogging. I honestly thought it was like an online journal. I had no idea it was like a full business. 
And so I was like, well, I don't know that, but I know business. I had just finished my MBA. And then like, by the end of the day, we were business partners. So the blog transformed from like this mom blog to a blog for co-parenting moms, the divorced moms, the stepmoms. And it was really cool for us because we could see each other's perspectives. We worked through a lot of things personally within that space. And then about 11 months later, she decided she wanted to design planners. She had designed one for our readers and she wanted to do that full time. She loved it. She found her creative outlet and she didn't like blogging as much. So she chose to pursue that total amicable split. And then I rebranded to stepmoming so that I could really show that I'm trying to reach stepmoms. So now it, like you said, it's grown a lot in the last few years. We have four big parts at Stop Momming. We have the blog with hundreds of articles, the shop with printable resources that were created just for stepmoms. We have the support group and then one-on-one coaching when you really need somebody who can give you specific advice for your situation. And we're just really working hard to provide that comfort and guidance to overwhelm stepmoms because I want them to love their lives. You know that the statistics are stacked against us. And so how do we really help them? I mean, that's what you're doing. That's what I'm trying to do. And I I love it. I love that I get to do this every day. Yeah. And you know what? I love that it came out of your husband and his ex having issues, right? Like if you really think about it, that's when she started, she started the blog and then you guys started to work together. It really, it actually shows how much can change in such a short period of time too, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so let's dive in and talk about the word stepmom because there is a lot of stigma around this role. And I know both you and I have created some content around how like the word stepmom is not it's not a bad word. And often stepmoms don't like hearing the word stepmom or they like, don't like being called the word stepmom, or they would like to be referred to as more of a mother figure or bonus mom. And let's, let's dive into that because like, why, why do you think this is such an issue? Like I get it. I understand the stigma that's been associated with it because of fairy tales or the evil stepmother that you've heard about. But that's something of the past. I mean, there's so many fabulous examples of stepmoms today. And I had a great stepmom. I I mean, I had a couple, but I had a really fabulous stepmom for 10 years and she changed my life and she left a very lasting impact on my life. And that's what I'm trying to do for my stepdaughter. And I don't want anybody to tell me that that's not okay and that it's an, it's a bad thing to be a stepmom because you heard about a fairy tale one time where there was an evil stepmom. Like that's so silly. I am technically legally a stepmom and I'm proud to be a stepmom. And so the more that we share these positive examples, that's how we're going to get rid of that evil, wicked stereotype. Yeah. And that's how we change the conversation, right? Because the conversation really does 
there's a lot of assumptions around the word stepmom and especially that role. Like, I don't know about you, but I'll be having a conversation with someone and I've just met and I said, oh yeah, I'm a stepmom, you know, of three kids. And it's like, oh, how is that? And just <laughs> assume that there's this, you know, turf war drama between the ex or that, you know, the kids are rebelling or that I wish that they weren't around. And there still very much is this negative stereotype and assumption about what this role looks like. And it's, it's crap. It's, it's actually crap. Right. I agree. Do you find that when people, you know, especially with you, cause you know, you and your stepdaughter's mom, you guys were business partners. You guys were best friends. You actually lived together for a period of time. And we kind of missed that, missed that in the intro. You guys, well, well, they were moving and in between houses, her and her new partner lived with you. Yes. They did for three months. And that was a whole roller coaster. Um, roommates are hard anyway, but when it's your co-parents, it's even harder. Yes. Yes. And you know, <laughs> what did people say? Like, what were people's reactions when you, when you said that she was moving in for a little while? Oh, like shock, horror. People were confused. I mean, we still get, sometimes there's like an amazed reaction, but usually it's people who are just completely perplexed that we get along or that we can co-parent the way we do, but especially about that situation. Yeah. Cause you know, co-parenting together in a healthy way is one thing, but sitting together at the breakfast table, that is like a whole other, a whole other ball game. And so it was a, you know, it was a three month period, but it, it just really goes to show the reactions that people had about you guys living together and you guys having this relationship. It's, it's about the word stepmom. It's about the stigma and the assumptions that people have about, about this role. And I think what you're trying to do is change that conversation. I'm trying to change that conversation. And I think we need to encourage stepmoms to stop thinking that it's bad to be called a stepmom. Like it's a negative thing. It's almost Absolutely. like get rid of that competition between the mom and the stepmom. Cause there's room for you both. Yeah, absolutely. It's, there's no reason I need to be called mom to know that I have a valuable place in my family and that I have an irreplaceable part in my stepdaughter's life. And the place that I have in her life is completely separate from her mom's they have an invaluable relationship, but so do we. And it's totally separate and there's nothing wrong with it being separate. Yeah. And what I love is that as a stepmom, there's things that we can provide our stepkids that their mom can't and vice versa. Like there's, it's two very, very separate relationships. And that's why we need to, the word stepmom, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's actually, it can be such a blessing and such a great thing if you let it be. And if you push through that stigma. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Now, one of the hard things that people or stepmoms struggle with is finding your role and figuring out your place in your family, because it can be so confusing. Like, when do you step up? When do you step back? You know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. We talk about this all the time, but you wrote a blog post about staying in your lane and the importance of a stepmom learning to stay in their lane. Can you tell me about that post and what inspired you to write it? Yeah. So you mentioned that she lived here and we were business partners. So a lot of those co-parenting boundaries and those lines were sort of blurred. 
and we had a great friendship. And so we would be, you know, texting daily or whatever. And so when something needed to be communicated, if I already had a message or conversation going with her, then I would just send whatever it was. Do you mind switching this weekend? Or can we pick up an hour late or whatever it was? When normally the exes would communicate, but we had this really close relationship. And so it made more sense for us to do it at the time. So one day last summer, it's kind of a logistical explanation, but we live halfway between her mom's house and the church where she was going to go to vacation Bible school the next morning. And we had switched our schedule around a little bit. So she was going to mom's at night and then mom was going to take her to vacation Bible school. But if she went 25 minutes north to mom's house at 7.30, now it's bedtime. So she's just getting ready for bed. And then mom has to get her all the way to church an hour away at 8 a.m. I was like, that's a logistical nightmare. She's going to be tired. You're going to be exhausted from driving. Why doesn't she just stay here tonight? And she responded. She was like, oh, yeah, no, she's going to come tonight. It'll be fine. I was like, no, like, surely she just doesn't understand what I'm saying. Surely she doesn't see the big picture of how awful this is. And so I pushed, which I shouldn't have done. It was probably the biggest mistake I've ever made as a stepmom to push because that wasn't my place. Having the conversation to begin with wasn't really my place. But then to push again definitely wasn't my place. And so she responded to me. And to her credit, she was very kind and respectful, but basically just said, look, I'm her mom. This is my decision and you need to respect it. So I felt like a lot of things, but one of the big things I felt was like guilt and shame and reflecting back on it, it was clear that I needed to just stay in my lane. And that's, that's where that blog post came from and my inspiration behind learning what those boundaries are and making sure that you're not crossing anybody else's boundaries because that's not your place. It's not your role as a step. Yeah. And you know, in your defense, it is, it's really tricky to figure out what those boundaries are, especially when you find yourself in that relationship where you can go back and forth and you can talk openly with their mom about co-parenting and things that are going on because sometimes those boundaries get muddy, the better the relationship gets. And I definitely found myself in situations where, you know, there was a time that I was out for wine with a bunch of girls and my stepkids mom. And it was a little bit awkward because certain conversations got brought up. And I had to, at one point say, you know, I think if we're going to hang out in this capacity or if we're going to be in these types of situations, we can't talk about this. Right. And if I wasn't clear on those boundaries or if I just kind of let it go, you don't know, right? Like in those moments, you don't really know how you're going to react or how conversations are going to progress when you have those relationships. So I think it's something that you do also need to be kind to yourself about because, you know, you live, you learn, right? Right. And it goes back to intent. You obviously didn't have bad intent, But that's the thing. A lot of stepmoms, when they get out of their lane and when they cross those boundaries and they're really trying to advocate for their family too, that's where things get really muddy. The intent is good, but it's not always, doesn't always work out so well. Yeah. I I mean, I truly believe that 
stepmoms who overstep never meant to. They never meant to offend anybody or harm anybody. They completely did it from a good place. But Mm -hmm. it's not always received with that same respect. And it's it's so hard and you're right. It's so tricky and you live and you learn, but, but that's the key. Like I had to look back on it and learn from it. So it didn't happen again. That was the big part for me is to not just let it happen and be ashamed, but to actually make progress because of it. Yeah. And I talk about that a lot. It's like, you need to check yourself, like check in with yourself and figure out how you may be contributing to extra stress in your step family dynamic. Right. Because often stepmoms will do a lot of blaming, right? And and blame the ex or blame your stepkids or blame your husband. But, you know, we also play a role and we need to make sure that we're, you know, just being aware of how our actions and reactions, even if they're not, the intent isn't bad, are contributing to the dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys. All right. I'm just going to interrupt this podcast for about two seconds here because I just want to make sure that all of the stepmoms know about the exclusive community for stepmoms that I just launched. So as most of you know, I write blog posts and post videos all about my experiences as a stepmom and about our blend of family life. I keep it positive, but I don't sugarcoat the challenges. And I'm really here to provide stepmoms with tips and strategies so that they can show up as the best stepmom possible. I have an online Facebook group, a public Facebook page, and I'm all over Instagram. And guys, I cannot tell you how many times stepmoms have reached out to me and told me that they really want to engage with my content, but they don't want their husband's ex-wife or their mother-in-law or anyone in their life to see that they're struggling. They don't want their stepkids to stumble across their posts, and I totally understand that. I also have had so many stepmoms say that they've posted on my page or in my group and then someone in their life has literally taken a screenshot and sent it to people in their family, which by the way, I think is so brutal, but that's what happens with social media. It's not private. Anyone can see anything and the internet is forever, even in closed Facebook groups. So knowing that so many stepmoms were struggling and craving that online interaction, but weren't comfortable doing it on social media, I decided to launch an exclusive community for stepmoms. In this community, you get exclusive content that's not shared anywhere else, regular interaction with me and my team, a monthly Q&A where you can ask me anything and everything, and unfiltered conversations all with the purpose of providing you with tips and strategies and a community so that you can show up as the best stepmom possible. And guys, it is all off social media. Even the forum is like a Facebook group, but not on Facebook. It is a private community that only members can access. So if you are craving privacy and support and friendship, and you just want to feel like you're not freaking crazy for feeling the way that you do, check out my online community. All the details are at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. And so in your blog post, you talk about four reasons why you think stepmoms need to stay in their lane. Can you share those? Yes. So the first is because you're just the stepmom and I hate the word just, and I cringe as I say it. And I know your listeners are cringing now, but hear me out. So mom and dad have a baby or, you know, however you have a stepchild, right? So there is a stepchild, you're the stepmom, but the biological parents, they are the decision makers. 
and I can help my husband form his value system and I can kind of encourage how we parent or how we, the culture that we have at our home, but I don't get to make the final decision. My stepdaughter's mom and dad get to make that final decision. So that's what I mean by you're just the stepmom. Yeah. And that's a really tough pill for a lot of stepmoms to swallow. Cause that's where it comes down to the, that whole thing where it's like, you're good enough until you're not right. Absolutely. And it, yeah. it is a tough, 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 tough pill to swallow. But I think with time, as you grow more secure in your role and the more love and validation that you receive and that you can kind of give yourself, you're going to become more okay with that. So true. All right. What's the second reason? Okay. She didn't choose to co-parent with you. Your husband chose you. And to an extent, like your stepkids probably had a say in it, or at least they were aware it was happening, but she didn't, she doesn't have to, she chose to have a baby with her ex and that's who she is choosing to co-parent with. So I needed to stay in my lane and let them be the ones to co-parent and to communicate and to handle all of that. Yeah. And I, you know, we've had that conversation in our co-parenting situation as well. And I think that the more you stay in your lane, the more likely you're going to have a good co-parenting relationship with the ex. Because if she feels like you're crossing boundaries, she can shut it down. Like she does not, has no obligation to talk to you or to communicate with you. And I know that's happened in our situation too. Anytime I have, you know, crossed boundaries, she shut it down and I don't blame her. Yep, absolutely. Okay, number three. You don't have the same lens on the situation as the mom does. So what I mean by that is I was looking at the situation completely logistically. Let her go to bed, let her get some rest, and she can wake up in the morning. And my husband and I worked five minutes from the church. So we were headed that way anyway. Like It just logistically made sense to me. But the lens from which her mom was seeing the situation was, she's my baby and I want her in my home. When she's here, our family dynamic is different. I want to tuck her into bed. Her little sister wants to see her. She had a totally different lens. And it's a lens that I'm not always going to be able to see. It's a perspective I may not always understand. And so we, like, I have to stay in my lane because she's completely entitled to her lens and I may not understand it, but I have to respect it. Mm-hmm. So good. And so what's the fourth? It's not worth the drama. I mean, amen, sister. (laughs) It's just not. And I mean, you were talking about how Darren's ex would just shut it down if you cross that line. And I mean, absolutely. It's not worth the drama to anybody involved, to her, to me, to my husband, to my stepdaughter. Like I can stay in my lane and we can all be happy. And it's less stress for me. I have enough going on. I don't need to also take on somebody else's stuff. So Mm -hmm. just let it go. (laughs) Yeah. And often we get into, as stepmoms, we get into the mentality where like, it's our, you know, my husband. So his problems are my problems and it affects me and it affects the dynamic of our house. And all of that stuff is true. I do fully believe like when I look at issues that my husband and I have to deal with, you know, especially in our co-parenting situation, we definitely tackle things as a team, but I am like, (laughs) maybe the analogy would be, 
I'm the coach in the background or I'm like on on the bench or, you know, like the manager or some other person who's not a player on the, on like the ice or something. Right. So he's the player in the game. I'm definitely like input and I have strategy behind everything, but it's, it's up to him to execute, right? Like this is on him. And I think a lot of times stepmoms will take that on themselves and it just makes matters worse. And it increases the drama when it's just, it's not necessary. I, I mean, I'm sure you can relate, but when I first started dating Kevin or really getting to a point where I was involved in his daughter's life, there were battles that I encouraged him to pick. And I was like, well, what do you mean that this isn't happening? And what do you, like, what do you mean you're okay with that? And I was trying to like, put me in coach. I was so trying to be that person when he knew, he knew his ex, he knew his daughter, he knew her safety and her, like he knew what he was doing, but I thought I knew better. And Mm -hmm. completely like, not only did I cross her boundaries, I've crossed his boundaries. And it just, you you kind of grasp for some sort of control in this life when you become a stepmom and you just, you have to try to take that back seat and try to kind of let it unfold and then find the way that you can be the guy in the headset for your player that's on the field. Yeah. So true. And it's tough because what works for one family may not work for another too. And you know, a lot of times there's stepmoms who do are the primary communicators with the ex. Then there's stepmoms who don't have any type of involvement. And it really depends on so many different factors, which is why I actually think that being a stepmom is so tricky because there is no one size fits all approach. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is what it is, but I think that's such an important thing is you need to figure out what your lane is and stay in it. And, right. you know, I always encourage stepmoms, take a second, look back at the last few years or however long you've been a stepmom, think about the issues that have come up and ask yourself, what did I do to contribute? You know, what could I have done better? Because that self-reflection piece really can help you move forward and minimize that conflict in the future. Yeah. I I heard a quote actually last night and it was like, if you are who you were 10 years ago, then you're doing it wrong, which is kind of the same thing with your co-parenting. If it's two years ago, if you Mm -hmm. are who you were two years ago and you still handle that conflict the same way, then you're doing it wrong. You should be learning from that and growing from it and figuring out how you can reduce the conflict and not keep contributing to it. Yeah. Like if you're doing the same thing over and over again and finding yourself in the same situations over and over again, something's not working. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's time to reevaluate your approach. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about is being a childless stepmom. And I also hate that term, but I think in the stepmom space, there's (laughs) lots of terms that make us all cringe, but we use them because that helps everyone know what they're talking about. But do you think that there is a difference between stepmoms with both, you know, their own kids or biological kids and stepchildren, and then stepmoms who are just stepmoms to their stepchildren. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it adds a whole different perspective, whether you had kids before you came, became a stepmom or you have kids now with your partner. I think it's a totally different perspective, but I think even like stepmoms who have babies with their now partners and stepchildren, like if they won't ever have the same perspective either. But mm-hmm. I think generally speaking, for me, not having any children of my own, 
I have a different experience than you do as a stepmom who also has her own child. Yeah. And I was thinking about it last night, actually, before I sent you the questions for the interview today. And I think that I was probably a better, more attentive, involved stepmom in a lot of respects before I had my daughter. And that is hard to say out loud, but I do think at the end of the day, there's only so much of me to go around, right? Yeah. And so there are things that I was all in with before we had Reese. And then when, you know, we had Reese, someone had to stay home with her during hockey games if she was, you know, supposed to be in bed or if she had to be somewhere else. So it did affect how I showed up for my stepkids. And my best friend is also a stepmom who has a two-year-old. And so she'll say the same thing. She was like, I think I got, I think I became a worse stepmom when I had my daughter, because now I'm giving her all my time because she only has one mom. And it's not that I ignore my stepdaughter, but I'm her stepmom. And I, she says that she like respects that role even more now. She respects her stepdaughter's mom even more after she became her, like a mom to her own baby. And I mean, it's, it's all hearsay for me. I, I don't have that experience yet, but I anticipate that my relationship with my stepdaughter will change when I have a baby, or at least my perspective will change. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of stepmoms will get angry because I, you know what? I remember this, this woman saying to me, and she was one of the women who, when Darren and I first got together, she always had just one of those nice little snide remarks to throw in every time we were around, like just a nice little dick. And, uh, so she said to me, she would constantly say, well, you don't understand cause you're not a mom or oh, yeah. you don't understand this cause you don't have kids. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of wanted to like knock her out every time she would say that to me because I just thought it was so rude, right? Yeah. She doesn't know. What does she think I do when my stepkids are at the house, like sit around and like watch Grey's Anatomy while my husband's doing all the stuff with the kids? Like, no, I'm doing all the same shit as the mom is doing too, yeah. right? But then, you know, in the same respect, when I had Reese, there were things that maybe I didn't understand or I didn't have the capacity to understand that changed my perspective. But you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, stepmoms who aren't moms, maybe not being as good of a stepmom. And I, I don't think that that's true. No, I, I can't say I agree with it, but I, I also just don't know. And I, but I, I truly believe it's different for every family. Mm-hmm. You can have a stepmom who is so super involved when she doesn't have children and then she has children and she can still be so super involved or maybe she's less involved and that's better because now she's not crossing any boundaries and she's staying in her lane or I, it could just go so many different ways. And I don't like the generalization of it. Yeah, no, me neither, but that's pretty much what we're in, right? It's like all about the generalizations. Yeah. Now, what is the hardest thing for you right now being a stepmom? Right now, I think one thing that I still sometimes struggle with is the societal perception. Like if I want to go and introduce myself to a, one of my stepdaughter's friend's moms and hi, I'm Kristen, I'm Krista's stepmom. And they'll kind of tense up, <laughs> like kind of look around to make sure her mom's not watching or like, oh, well, maybe I should talk to her mom about a play date or whatever it is. And it, 
it's still hard for me to be like, no, it's okay. Like we get along and we respect each other. So you can respect me too. Like we can be cool. And that's still just hard for me sometimes is to know that people are, I don't want to say they're afraid of me, but they're like afraid of what it could mean to be associated with me maybe. Mm -hmm. And And it's like the assumptions, right? Automatically they're assuming that there's that negativity between you and their mom as instead of assuming that it's good. And then the conflict being the other case scenario, right? Like the assumption is always that there's conflict. Yeah. You know, when you're talking to stepmoms in your community, because you have an online Facebook group for stepmoms, do you find that most people have conflict with the ex? Well, a lot of the people who are posting in our group have conflict, but I also think that the people who don't have conflict aren't posting as much. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) So am I seeing a true majority or am I only seeing a vocal group? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would be really nice to be able to do some sort of tally, I guess, right? To see, (laughs) you know, how many co-parenting relationships are actually positive because I think the attention is actually brought to the negative. And maybe there's a lot more positive co-parenting relationships than we even know about, but but because no one's talking about it because it's positive, the conversation isn't changing. Yeah. I mean, it's like in media, you usually see one of two things. You'll see the family on the soccer sidelines with the matching shirts that say mom and stepmom. Mm -hmm. Or you'll see like the cases of neglect and you hear about the conflict and the fights, but you don't Mm -hmm. hear about the, in the middle, you don't. And there's so much that's happening in that middle or the one extreme or the other is happening in a phase and it's not constant a lot of the time, I think. Yeah. And you know what? That's another piece, right? It really is about the ebbs and flows. Like, you know, you've talked about your relationship with your stepdaughter's mom, and there's been a lot of ebbs and flows in your relationship as well. And I know that's, that speaks true for us. You know, there's times when, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been out for wine together and then there's times when no one's really talking to each other. And I think that there's just so many emotions and so many just foreign situations that no one really expected to find themselves in that lead to, some really tough conversations and it makes the dynamic tricky. So I think that's, that's something that I always try to hone in when I'm talking to stepmoms is, you know, if you're in a really bad spot right now, you know, even think back to like our conversation about staying in your lane and how, you know, you just felt like a whole lot of guilt and not, and not great in that moment. It does pass. It really does pass. You just got to grab the lesson or ride it out and just know that what my mom used to say, this too shall pass. I used to think it was the most annoying statement ever, but it's really true. (laughs) When you're in the thick of it, that's not what you want to hear. Yeah. You know, it's like how many of those motivational quotes that you see floating around on Facebook are really true when it comes to all of the tough stuff in life. But when someone says it to you, when you're in the trenches, you're like, will you shut the hell up? (laughs) Don't even. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on. I'm going to link all things stepmomming um, in the show description and on the show notes so everyone can go check you out on Instagram and Facebook and over on your website and Pinterest. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. 
Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. 